Welcome to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by LineStar App. Here's your host, Casey Bubba and Scott Bogman. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at LineStar Sports. Make sure you check them out on Twitter at LineStar App and at LineStar MLB. And more importantly, download the app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. It gives you everything you need in the palm of your hands to build your winning DFS lineups. Another big winning weekend for Linestar. I'm seeing like them tweeting out and all kinds of stuff on Monday. So uh, just week after week, these guys are winning some cash. Guys and gals are winning some cash over at Linestar.com. You can find myself on Twitter at BDNTrick and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Scott Bogman, how are we doing, my friend? Well, Saturday was unbelievably depressing. but I know um, you never text me back now. I thought about it right now. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you can figure out why, right? So, yeah. I was uh, for you early on. Didn't see that second half coming. <laughs> wasn't great. Uh, Steelers won on Sunday, though, so that was good. Uh, had a couple good lineups. Uh, have we, we decided, I mean, this Monday night game seemed fairly over when we got on to uh, record this. We're watching it. There's like six minutes left. It's getting a little dicey for, for the Colts here. So we'll see what they have in store for the rest of this. But uh, it was a pretty solid weekend. I have to say that. Uh, Cortland Sutton went off against Pittsburgh. Uh, we saw some big weeks. But then the Sunday, bloody Sunday, all yeah. the injuries. So it was ugly. And this is going to be a big, fat week. Big, big, big. Big, big, big. Very, very big. I'm going to need it because I got some teams that uh, need some help. In a big, big way. So this will be an <laughs> interesting week when the when the bidding comes a calling. But uh, yeah, awesome week. Devonta Adams found the end zone, folks. If you didn't, I, we said Narrative Street would take over. Aaron Rodgers hears these things. He was targeted all day long. He was they could feeding not cover Devonta. Him. They um, it was him. unbelievable. Like he absolutely feasted in that game. Zeke each week gets bit, bigger and better at the uh, at the running back position. Derrick Henry's on pace to have more carries than anybody in football right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's insane what's going on with some of these guys. But, yeah, you mentioned Bloody Sunday. The Giants were a big part of that. But they were, they how, were about, more. how about how many uh, tickets were lost when John Gruden is the first head coach out and not Urban Meyer? Yeah, you there's know. some um, – whether <laughs> okay, understand our humor when we say this first. There were some great memes out there basically saying Urban Meyer saying thank you to John Gruden for taking the spotlight off of me. Ooh, <laughs> so yeah. And a bunch of them bad. that were, uh, you know – it's like yeah. Urban Meyer uh, handing John Gruden's emails to, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. How, mean, how about ugly, Urban Meyer? How about Urban Meyer real quick? His his press conference on Monday saying um, like he didn't 250 know the personnel. rushing yards well, per that, game. 250 passing yards. But like he didn't know the personnel. I never pay attention to that. Like he had all these I don't micromanage. Things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dude, what the? This isn't college football anymore, homeboy. Like, right. come on. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, I don't. Like you, you keep hearing the more he talks, the more I go, did anybody speak to him before they hired him for this yeah. job? Or were they just like, this is the name and, and that's what Tony, they did. It had to have been the name. Tony Khan, you know, he's running AEW and it's going through the roof right now. He's, you know, he just thinks, you know, I'm going to get this flashy, flashy hire. I'm bringing in, I'm bringing in the next big guy from the other organization over to us. Surprising that uh, wrestling and the NFL are completely different jobs for completely different people. Very strange. Sports entertainment in different lights. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely true. But let's recap the week five mm-hmm. action for you. It was a doozy. As Bogman said, it was a, it was a fun one. And NFL.com just reloaded on me. It's going to be two seconds here. But uh, Thursday night football, we know, was uh, not that great. Not that great. We talked about that on the radio show uh, last week. And it was the wonderful... There we go. Rams and the Seahawks. This was the ET game, as I call it. Rams <laughs> win 26 to 17. You guys listen to the radio show to know that. Rams got the job done, but it was not pretty. Pretty. Russell Wilson uh, messed up his finger, had surgeries about six to eight weeks. Uh, Chris Carson missed the game with a neck injury. Some are starting to slowly, like, whispers out there that this might be worse than people think. Uh, we got that going for you. Um, Stafford got banged up a bit. Uh, Cooper Cup's shoulder got banged up towards the end, something to monitor. It was a rough, rough game, Bogman. Like I said, the Rams came out on top, but it's Geno Smith time in Seattle, and that might mean top draft pick time in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be that bad. Geno actually did okay replacing 
uh, Russ. He was, uh, what was it, 11 of um, 17, uh, 10 of 17, 131 yards, touchdown, did throw a ugly pick late. Um, but I don't, look, the Seahawks weren't that great before. And losing Russell Wilson, obviously, is an enormous blow. You know, he's an MVP candidate every year he touches the field. But, um, yeah, uh, Geno is going to be okay. I mean, but, dude, this Sunday night football game this week, like, this is why they need to start flexing early because it's Pittsburgh versus Seattle, you know. So it's not going to be the great. And I I wish it was early, right? I don't want to wait all night to watch my stupid uh, game. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, look, it, it's going to be, I think Metcalf's going to be okay. Lockett is questionable. Chris Carson's already banged up, you know, so who knows if he's coming back this week, we're hoping he is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it could get pretty ugly, pretty fast in Seattle with that defense that they have. If the offense can't stay on the field. Yeah. We'll have to kind of keep an eye on that one. We could, could get ugly, and uh, as I told Bogman on the radio show, I'm in a, a super flex league where I have Russell Wilson, Tua, and Tyrod Taylor. So I'm pretty sure I'll be bidding on Geno Smith this week, which is where we are at in this one. Which and I and I know I and I know you've got the baseball game on for sure, right? So yes, um, yes, I'm not paying attention to football right now. Uh, the Ravens just blocked a field goal attempt, and now yeah, there's four minutes and thirty seconds left. And uh, yeah, they're down eight, so they can uh, they can come back and win here. So. Getting dicey down at the end. You're going to hear some live reactions, I'm sure. So <laughs> It's going to be a fun one. I might have to flick over there in a minute. But we'll go to Sunday. We'll go to London, England. The Falcons went 27-20. to 20. Uh, The Falcons did not have Calvin Ridley. They didn't have a lot of pieces. It was, it was a beat-up squad. Cordero Patterson kept putting up fantasy value. Mike Davis was okay. Found the end zone. It was it was Kyle Pitts week, which it be, like we said it better be because there's no one else to throw it to. So it better be Kyle Pitts week. The Jets on the flip side, it was not pretty. Uh, Michael Carter, he looks to be kind of pulling away a little bit, Boggs, but that's about the only takeaway I have for the Jets. It was ugly overall. I mean, the Jets are just a mess right now, and I'm sure going to London did not help out at all here. Um, Zach Wilson just has been bad, you know, and I expect him to throw interceptions, and we have a lot of growing pains for young quarterbacks. Doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be a good pick and all that stuff. I mean, Peyton Manning led the NFL in interceptions his rookie year. Right. So, um, but Zach Wilson just doesn't have it right now, which makes, uh, Corey Davis, uh, dicey. It makes, uh, Jameson Crowder dicey. And I guess this is just a sat line. We're going to get from Carter 10 rushes for 40 ish yards in the score, which I guess is, it's more than Saquon's going to put up this week. So uh, there's something to say. He has a role. But I just continue to be disappointed by Mike Davis. Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Great. But, uh, you know, out carried by Cordero Patterson. And Patterson is just their guy. He's their everything right now. They're running back. They're number one wide out. Uh, but at least we got the Kyle Pitts breakout we were waiting on. So nine catches for 119 and a score. I think his role just expands from here. I don't think he's going to get this every week, but he's at least going to be more involved and more trusted by Matt Ryan. So we can count on him a little bit more. So fingers crossed for that. Yeah, it's got to be because he was still getting the snap counts and the target shares. He just wasn't having the production week in and week out. He got the production this week. So let's just hope that uh, it keeps stringing along there because Pitts, like I think I saw someone tweet out on Monday today that, um, in a PPR format, Kyle Pitts is the tight end three right now. So yeah. take, take that how you wish. It's either the, the position is that ugly or everyone not named Kelsey has been disappointing. You know, yeah. even Dawson uh, Knox it, is coming to life here. So watch yeah, out. Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz are by yep. far your two, top two waiver wire guys in like in week three. So right. there you go. Sums up tight ends in a nutshell. Lions at the Vikings. I expected much more out of this game. It was quite boring. The Lions, though. Man, being a Lions fan, like you have to know you're probably not going to win many games. You're 0 and 5, but they keep you in so many. They you have to be on cardiac arrest almost every week with these guys. Um, Vikings win 1917. Madison once again with Dalvin Cook out just goes bananas. Literally the best handcuff in all of football it seems right now. He's awesome. Thielen, MIA, not around. Justin Jefferson went off. Um, interesting game to say the least for me. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell crying is kind of, you know, you feel that for every single Lions fan. It's just brutal watching this team on Sundays, man. It's got to be hard to be a fan. Uh, But, 
I tell you what, we did get, you know, obviously Quintus Cephas goes for most likely the year. Um, but Amon St. Brown really stepped up here. And with Cephas down, I'm hoping that he is going to be their guy moving forward because Hawkinson, we we're just talking about tight ends. Hawkinson has been absolutely rough and brutal, you know. So um, hopefully Amon St. Brown can uh, step up there. That's what we're hoping for. On the Minnesota side, you know, I know Dalvin Cook's really good. But also Alexander Madison is really good, you know. Yeah. So uh, this was the one guy we know. We kind of said that handcuffing was it's not really in vogue anymore, but after this weekend and what we've seen in the NFL so far, we might want to expand roster spots. At least if we don't move down to one running back spot instead of two moving forward. And I'm talking about across every, uh, you know, format DFS, um, uh, Yahoo, ESPN, all of them, because running back is such a brutal position, but Alexander Madison's going to get a gigantic contract next year and start for someone. Yep, I'm hoping Miami opens the door. That's all I'm going to say. I would <laughs> love him down there because he's so good. And it's one of those, it makes you think, I know they paid Dalvin Cook, and so when he's healthy, he's going to be the guy, but he's still banged up. Do they just wait a couple weeks to get him fully healthy, or do they go, hey, we got a really good offense, good receiving core. Let's use these guys like 70-30, 60-40, and let's just get to the postseason. I'm really curious to see how they do it. I'm pretty sure it's Cook's deal. I know that. I get it. But, man, you got a workhorse like Madison back there too, and Cook's on 100%. I'm curious to see how that plays out the rest of the year. Why are you hoarding all the running backs? You know, some teams yeah. don't have any of them. Yeah, the, this uh, Twitter, is, it's a great place, people. Great place for quality content. <laughs> it has been, um, if you are a believer in the zero running back draft strategy, especially in best balls, Victory Lasp Central has been taking place the last After like, 48 five. hours. After oh week my five. God. It's going nuts. All right, Saints at the Washington football team. Saints win 33-22. Uh, Heineke still looked good, surprisingly. The, the overall stats don't show you. He looked good, though. Uh, Debo, or not Debo, Curtis Samuel, goodbye. You're gone. Um, we see uh, RSJ, Ricky, uh, or Rich, Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. He, he balls out like we said he would. But it's the Saints, man. Winston goes nuts. Marquez Callaway has his. Harris has his. Kamara with the big touchdown run. I can't count on this every week, but it was fun for this one. Well, look, the story of is the Washington defense or New Orleans offense worse was answered this weekend. It's the Washington defense. It's terrible. They're going to be a matchup play moving forward. Can't cover anything. Can't stop anything. I mean, uh, you know, Jameis Winston threw for four touchdowns on 279 yards on 15 completions, four bad, touchdowns. Bad. That's ridiculous. That should not be happening. It's real bad. So uh, I'm glad to see Kamara get more involved in the passing game. But I'm not running to the wire to snap up uh, Callaway or Harris because Harris had one catch. Callaway had eight targets and two touchdowns, which is great. But they have a bye this week. And then Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith eligible to come off the pup uh, after that. So uh, don't know if they will, but, you know, it's definitely within the realm of possibility that Marquez Callaway is the third wide receiver. Deontay Harris is the fourth wide receiver the next time the Saints play. So I'm not going to go. Uh, blow my fab on these guys at all. Yeah, it's a tough one. Patriots at the Texans, and uh, usually on Sunday oh. mornings, so I, I golf that at my local place, a little skins game on Sunday mornings, and we're always checking our, our fantasy teams and our scores, and I, I literally tell the guy in the green, I say, you see the Patriots score? And he says, no, and it's uh, Texans are beating them, beating them bad. I was like, what <laughs> is going on here? But, of course, the Patriots come back when 25-22. If I'm a Patriots fan, I am uh, not happy with life right now. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, look, I, the whole week I said, take the over here, take the over, take the over, take the over, uh, 25, 22. We got there, but th this did not play out like I thought at all. Apparently Davis Mills just needs three weeks to get himself right and turn himself into Tom Brady, 21 of 29 for 312 and three touchdowns. It was unbelievable. Um, I'm not a big Chris Moore guy or Chris Conley guy, but you throw a buck on them. They said Tyrod Taylor probably not going to be back this week, maybe soon. But um, I mean, uh, we'll we'll have to see about him. I think if you're the Texans, why not just let Davis Mills play exactly. this out? Why not? You know? What do you have to lose? See what you have in him, right? You're not making the playoffs, so just see what you have in the kid. Let let him uh, have the rest of the year. Now that he seems kind of settled in, of course, Larry Tunsil just went down too, so uh, he's going to try to play through it. But it's thumb surgery that he needs. 
He's not going to get it. They're going to wrap it up. So he's going to have the club every single week. That could get difficult. <laughs> not fast. good. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, a big step in the right direction for their offense. Uh, Damian Harris looks like he's going to be good to go um, after having to go to the hospital after coughing up some blood. Uh, are you uh, Mark Andrews again? My God, you you want to flip back to your game? Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I mean, Nick, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, doing pretty well here as well. So I like that for the Patriots. Mac Jones looks like he's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just hit a homer for the Giant fans. No, that's here, Longo so. Dongo, baby. That's Longo. Oh, it was Longo. That's right. Okay, I thought it was yes. My bad. But uh, but yeah, so uh, Stevenson might have a role here, though. 11 carries this week, uh, getting more involved. That's something to watch for sure. Yeah, because Harris had the ribs injury, plus he fumbled. and We never saw him come back. They're saying it's because of the ribs. We'll see. But you were a big Stevenson guy going into the preseason. Uh, he looked awesome in the preseason. So he's definitely a guy I think they want to get some more use out of. I'll say that much. So this could be a little opening there. We'll see. Like I got a question for you, Bogman. Like I drafted Damian Harris later in drafts as like a, a running back two or three. Is he droppable? Like I, I'm running back so bad right now, but in a PPR format, he's not doing anything for you. I I don't I don't think he's droppable. Quite tough yet. to start but though. They, but yeah, well, this is the problem though. This is when everyone was hyping up Damian Harris. Uh, and I said, well, look, it's not that I don't like Damian Harris. I do like him. I don't like what the Patriots do with running backs. Yeah, they do true. this every single year. It has been the same with Belichick and Josh McDaniels forever. I think the one, a couple of years, like LeGarrette Blunt got the whole run. Corey Dillon got the whole run. But I mean, how long ago was, uh, I almost cussed. How long ago was Corey Dillon? You know, a long time ago, 12 yes. years ago. I mean, it's yeah. a long time ago, dude. So um, I'm sure there's some other examples of them going with one back, but it's not very often. And yeah. it hasn't been in the last five, six years. So yeah. outside of blunt. So I just um, Damian Harris is not a dominant force that should get all the, the carries in Belichick's mind. They don't have that guy and they never will unless they sign him and they won't do that. They won't spend the money like that. Speaking of LeGarrette Blunt. Buccaneers 45, Dolphins 17. Buccaneers did what I thought they'd do. Beat down Tom Brady over 400 yards, five touchdowns. Um, AB went off. Mike Evans went off. Blunt got going towards the end. We even saw a Gio Bernard sighting. It was, um, you know, it started out slow. And it was, I was really excited at first. I've been preaching, let the Dolphins throw the football. And they did out the gate. Then it kind of slowed down again. And the Buccaneers just put the foot on the throat and finished things off. It was Pure dominations, and Tom Brady is running away with the QB1 right now, Boggs. Yeah, and the MVP, I think, you mm -hmm. know, but he's still not the favorite. I mean, you know, nope. you want to go take a look at some sports books there. I believe DraftKings had him at eight to one. That's so that's pretty good value after week five. Right. 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, by the way, this was his first ever 400 yard, five touchdown game as a 44 year old, you know. Uh, which was fairly surprising. I want the whatever big, avocado ice cream he has. The the big thing uh, for me is just seeing the dominance of Leonard Fournette in this rushing game again, two weeks in a row. And I think it was like 50 snaps to 16 for Bernard and 17 for Ronald Jones. Like those guys are just so far behind him. He lost another vulture touchdown to Geo, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, he's, he's their guy. So, uh, which is rare, you know, Bruce Arians doesn't usually do that for the dolphins. I did like the, Reemergence, I guess we could say, uh, of Miles Gaskin here. Oh, so, yeah. Um, you know, the 10 catches, if you're in PPR, was huge, and the two scores is great, but um, he just needs to be their guy. I don't see why they keep going to Ahmed and um, and Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah. It makes no sense. Like, Gaskins was so good to finish last year. He should be the guy to go to. Don't expect 10 catches every week, everybody. But um, no, there was no Prest, or, uh, Parker this past week. We saw Preston Williams make another appearance out of nowhere. But Parker should be back this week, hopefully. Uh, Will Fuller's done for a while, though, so maybe we'll see some more Gaskin. Uh, Tua should be back this week as well when they head to London. So we'll see if it's a dump-off central to, to Gaskin again or not. But uh, it's good to see him get the usage. I'm 100% on board with you on that one. Yeah, Pack, Packers at the Bengals. Bogman, I don't know if you or I were kicking in the overtime, but didn't matter. Um, Packers win 25-22. There was four missed field goals in overtime before the Packers finally won it. It was um, uh, it was a bad game, but the fantasy value wasn't bad. Jamar Chase went nuts. Devontae Adams went nuts. You know, Burrow and um, Rodgers were okay. Robert Tunyon cut 
Like, I don't know what happened yeah. there. I have no clue what, what went wrong there. Cause even going into the season early in the season, um, Rogers kept talking him up. Like he loves big Bob and everything. Well, he doesn't like throwing to him. So we got that much established really weird there, but uh, yeah, Adams and chase big days. Yeah. I mean, chase is just the clear one for Cincinnati and, uh, I am surprised at how quickly this has happened for him. So, I mean, Higgins going down obviously helped that, but um, him just stepping in as a rookie after not playing last year uh, because of COVID and uh, becoming the one already in week five, it's just, uh, you know, a touch surprising, I would say. Um, It's difficult to know what to do with Mixon. I'm hoping that he's going to be back uh, at this point for next week, but uh, and Samashi P. Ryan is on the COVID list, so we're going to have to see if he plays at all next week. So that's kind of something to monitor for the Packers. I mean, they're I'm not concerned about Aaron Jones ever, but they do seem to really like going to A.J. Dillon, and he is getting the ball more. I thought this was going to be a A.J. Dillon game, and I kind of liked his props because I thought they were going to be up big. It, that's not how the game went at all but they still got him involved. And like you said, Devontae Adams going off. There's not really, there's, there's no second option outside of, you know, it's just Rogers and Jones and Adams and everyone else. You're rolling the dice on. If you throw out there. Yeah. I'm hundred percent with you there. And it looks like with Higgins back, Boyd kind of got the, uh, the kind of the shaft a bit on that one, but if you look deeper, he's still got like six targets or something. So it wasn't the end of the world, but not going to those monster games anymore. Broncos, Steelers, your boys, 27-19. Um, we saw a big touchdown early for Deontay and then kind of disappeared. Chase Claypool got his. Uh, Juju probably out for the season. Uh, the running game is on point. Thoughts on this game? Well, here's my first thought is that Ben Roethlisberger got hit twice. Sacked once, hit only two times. Dude wow. is wearing more armor than RoboCop out there because he's been getting hit so much. Uh, it's unbelievable. So that I think was easily the most impressive thing in this game to me. I was, you know, uh, going into this game, I just didn't see how they were going to get it done at all. I did, I didn't see because they can't keep Ben upright. But uh, the line really gelled this week. Uh, Juju going down is going to play a big benefit towards uh, Claypool. I think more than anyone. Deontay's already kind of a PPR guy, even though he did disappear in this one. They kind of bracketed him so. Uh, he was the, the Broncos weren't going to let him beat them and they didn't, but Najee going off for a hundred. And I know he left early, but it was just cramps. He's going to be fine. Uh, and yeah, Juju is done for the year with that shoulder injury. And that's probably his last snap as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yep. And he did it trying to get extra yards grinding out too. Uh, so I, I know I'm a person that's going to always appreciate Juju, uh, especially for laying out Vontez perfect, but on the, um, on the Broncos side, I mean, it's, I feel like they just got to go to Javante Williams. The running game didn't do Would much, be nice. but he did have a 49 yard burst. I had, there was a point where he had five rushes for 49 yards with a 49 yard long, you know, so those first four, he got nothing on, but uh, yeah, I think they got to go to him because Melvin Gord just ain't getting it done. But in the passing game, a little worried about Noah Fant, you know, uh, just kind of a disappearing act for him in this game, but it was Cortland Sutton. Is just a stud. Remember, he was questionable to play and had seven catches for 120 yards and a touchdown after rolling his ankle, I think, on Thursday in practice. And then Tim Patrick had a big day as well. So uh, those are two guys you got to look forward to because I think this is going to be more of the game script for Denver moving forward. You know, they got they played some easy games early, um, and, and that was great. But I think this is more the script, and this is going to put Teddy in some bad scenarios where he's going to get rocked. And we might see more Drew Locke. I don't like it. Yeah, we're seeing a few of these teams that had those easy schedules start to realize they're not maybe what we thought they were. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here's another one for you. Panthers, maybe. Eagles at Panthers. Eagles win 21-18. Jalen Hurts, again, 20-plus fantasy points. The only quarterback to do that every single week so far this season in a four-point passing touchdown league. Let me clarify that. So they win 21-18. Still nothing I really fell in love with anywhere in this game. It was no one really jumping off the page to me. It was more disappointing for fantasy than anything in my books. I mean, Tommy Tremble scored. I yeah, like I, that. I, but the funny thing is, I thought of you immediately when I saw that. <laughs> you and Joe, uh, yeah. our boy Joe Pizapia, also uh, hit me on the Fantasy Pro Show. He's like, "Your boy Tommy Tremble scored." Uh, I made him. Uh, I made him draft him for us in our uh, 
football diehards league. But um, yeah, Chuba had a nice game. But you got to remember, you know, not only were the Panthers probably just a touch overrated, right? But they they were also uh, without their best player, without Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they played the Texans last week, so you know, let's uh, let's all let's put it all in perspective. And they were up in this game, but they just let Philly come back. So it was more yeah. the defense relying on them. Blankenship just whiffed that, unbelievable. Uh, overtime in Baltimore, uh, but Philly, uh, Jalen Hurts, 198 yards is great. I still don't like what they're doing with the running backs at all. Sure, they gave the ball to Miles Sanders a little bit more but he couldn't do anything. Five catches for six yards. That's just a pathetic effort. Uh, Gainwell did nothing. If, if Miles Sanders ain't going to get the yards, go to Gainwell. You know, yeah, I agree. Just do, do something. Do something better there. But uh, the Slim Reaper, uh, uh, Devontae Smith, had a decent game, but Goddard has been unbelievably disappointing too. So mm-hmm. it's been, you know, this is why, for me, when you're going into drafts, uh, in the preseason, you either take those high tight ends or you just wait until the end. You don't yep. mess around with the middle because that middle churns every single year. That's why you have the top three guys in, you know, uh, our, our boy, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller and Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, you know, and Kittles. You, I don't even think you can put Kittle in there anymore. You look me. not even an automatic. St- he's not. Yeah. He wasn't even an automatic start towards the end. It was so bad. And then Trey right. Lance. Yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> it's ugly. Yeah, Kittle was falling off. It's ugly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson too, on the Panther side, Robbie Anderson, seven targets, two catches. So, uh, that ship seems to have maybe sailed and it's not, it's not like Terrace Marshall's doing great either. It's just, he's doing bad. Yeah. At least Robbie's getting the targets. I'll take that a little solace if you have him because bye weeks are coming up here. You have to put some guys in. You don't really want to put in from time to time. So at least he's getting the targets. Eventually one of those games is going to come through. Hopefully it's when you have in your lineup. Um, Titans at the Jags. Titans win 37-19. This was tight for like a quarter, and then Derrick Henry went to pound town on the Jags, <laughs> and it just he just said, who's your daddy, who's your daddy, who's your daddy? The Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, though. And um, Who's your daddy? Awesome. Yes, there you go. He's just he's absolutely awesome, and he's a beast, and he's the man. That's all I can say. And then LaVisca Chenault, see you. Okay. This this game is unbelievably frustrating. Um, look, very, Derek, very bad. Derrick Henry did exactly what we said he was going to do. And we talked about, hey, look, you know, he's super expensive. I don't care. I'm still buying him. You know what yep. I mean? And he went off. He is just money in the bank against the Jags. And everybody knows it, and it doesn't matter. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, his ownership was a little down because of the, the cost. But so the Jaguars seem to just take one step forward and two steps back. So you're there. You're one step forward is they give the ball to James Robinson. They feed him. That was huge. Yes. 18 for 149 average 8.3 yards per carry, which come on Titans defense. What are you doing? You know, like that it's bad in Tennessee, their defense, but um, here's the two steps back. Why does Marvin Jones have one catch? Mm-hmm. Why does uh, Tavon Austin have as many targets as Marvin Jones? Yep. Why is Dan Arnold and Jamal Agnew leading this team in targets? Why does LaVisca Chenault have one catch for 58 yards? If he has one goddamn catch for 58 yards, why not get him the ball on a screen or reverse or anything else? Get the ball in his hands. He makes plays. So I, I'm just how Urban Meyer, that plus saying the I don't micromanage who's in a goal line is absurd. Uh, you know, if if the media is offering you a criticism and it's a fair criticism, instead of admitting to it or saying something idiotic like I don't micromanage, say we're gonna look into that. Yeah. That's what the smart coaches do. We're gonna we're gonna evaluate all forms of this game. Like there's so many coach cliches you can use there to get out of I'm a dumbass and I didn't put him in. I just don't understand. So, so this was I left my playbook game. at the bar. I'm sorry. Oof, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, they had didn't ten, have my fingers on it. Yeah, yeah, my fingers were. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't point to that one. Um, yeah, they had ten days to plan for no yeah. shark, and you'd think well, you would really three. Shark. You know, true, true, true. They're preoccupied putting out fires all over the mm-hmm, place. Mm-hmm. But um, you'd think they would have done that. And then in the second half, you know, first half James Robinson's going nuts, the main dude. Second half. He was almost splitting carries in the backfield. And that was another question that um, Urban Meyer got. Did you know that your hot hand basically was splitting carries in the second half and basically became non-existent? 
No, I didn't realize that. I wish we would have paid more attention to that. No, dude. <laughs> like, holy Nikes. Yeah. We oh. need to get the uh, the Vince McMahon yar fire. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a bad deal. Bad, bad deal. Game of the week, and I was pumped about this one going into it. This was electric. Chargers win 47-42. Nothing against the Browns. I think they're still one of the top teams in football. This was a great back-and-forth slugfest. Uh, Herbert, How do you like John Johnson carrying uh, Eckler into, into the end zone? The end zone. That was That's so the great. stuff we talk about halftime. Just let him score. Just let him score. And Eckler was <laughs> dancing around like, I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in. Nope, you're going in, buddy. It's like, <laughs> it's like the old guy in the locker room just picking up the little kid. Just coming in. Go. <laughs> Throwing him in the pool, right? Yeah, yeah. It was so good. I was just like, that is that's smart, though. That's Cleveland has not known smart football for a long time, Bogman. That was smart yeah, football. Stefanski is a great coach. Like I That was just beautiful to see. Um, the Browns, I know it's a loss, Browns fans, but I'd be very happy where your team's at right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, three and two, but luckily everyone in the North except Pittsburgh lost. Well, we'll see what yeah, we'll Baltimore's see. doing, but, uh, yeah, I mean the, the Bengals lost, so, uh, they're doing okay. And this was a tough road game. You know, uh, I, I picked, I just picked the chargers cause they're at home and, uh, it ended up paying out, but. Justin Herbert is just on another level right now. He is unbelievable, you know, and I saw a lot of memes. I didn't send any of them to you about, uh, you know, taking Tua when Justin Herbert is going crazy here. Oh, trust so. me. I was, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I'm fine with it. We, we always pick the wrong quarterback. It started with Breeze. <laughs> Breeze and Culpepper. I'm used to this by now. They could add Aaron Rodgers. We could just go on the list if you want. If you want to spend the next forty five minutes talking about No, it. I'm good. I don't I'm I'm fine. But yeah, look, Eckler was huge. Uh Mike Williams looked, you know, back to breakout year instead of his one catch for sixteen yards or whatever he had last week. So that was great. And on the Brown side, OBJ not working out again. Like that was frustrating. Three hundred and five yeah. passing yards for Baker. He doesn't do that very often. And it just doesn't work again. So he only had like he only had like two or three targets. I think it was bad, like yeah, non-existent. Man. He wasn't even the hail mary at the end. He wasn't even down there. Mm. Mm. What are they doing with him? So uh, yeah. maybe he needs to get traded. I don't know. It's not working. I'll say that. Yeah, I was I was happy because like he was one of my GPP plays. Like like the week before was Hollywood Brown. He went off. I'm like I'm gonna go Odell. Like the week before he had all the targets, but nothing. Blah blah blah. I, he was less than two percent owned. I'm like heck yeah, let's dance curtains if you told me 42 points i'm thinking golden no not yeah. good so um <laughs> that's that's a struggle bus right there but the the flip side of that though um the running game chubb and hunt both went off that was yeah a thing of beauty for the browns and the chargers it works every week yep. it doesn't matter you know last week they scored 14 points and it worked for both of them yep. right so it just works every single week and that's that is the thing you can depend on in the, the browns offenses those guys are both going to be pretty solid yeah, Hunt's, Hunt's on that GPP radar when we talk uh, DFS this week. You got to <laughs> just keep him in the back of your mind weekly there right now because he's getting the big enough workload. And it was good to see Williams bounce back, like you said, in a big way. Bears Raiders, Bears win 20 to 9, but another just like, what the heck are the Bears doing? They're mic- you want to talk micromanaging. They're micromanaging Justin Fields, like not letting him run, not letting him do anything. I think I saw stats like there were multiple players that had more rushing or receiving yards than the Bears had total yards as a team. It was a dreadful production, but in the end, they win 20 to nine. Yeah, look, uh, the Raiders obviously were a little distracted, I think. So uh, by this John Gruden stuff and um, showed very lackluster effort. So hopefully uh, the Raiders can pick it back up because they're having a pretty good year up until this point. Um, you know, and I know the loss to the Chargers was frustrating, but the Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL. So you can't really beat yourself up uh, for losing to that team. But uh, the Bears are not, but the Bears do play really, really stingy defense, and this might be just a matchup play. You know, uh, moving forward, you might want to think twice about starting players against the Bears moving forward because the defense has been so good, particularly on the line. And this was a you know going up against his old team, seven tackles, an assist, and a sack for Kalomak. So, uh, like to see that stuff happen. But uh, yeah, look, um, I'm not wholly and completely in on the Khalil Herbert uh, train because nine of his 18 carries were in the fourth. I think he had one carry in the first half. So this was a sit on the lead, run the ball a bunch type of a deal. I still think Damian Williams is the guy and he did score the touchdown for them. Also, Khalil Herbert had no targets. So I do want to pick him up, but I'm not going to spend more than 10% of my fab on him. 
I'm not going to uh, burn a number one waiver priority. However, you guys play your free agency. I'm not going to dig deep for Khalil Herbert is what I'll say. So um, on the Raiders side, um, Carr's got to get back to being right for whatever reason he's, you know, ever since Joey Bosa said that he folds up like origami, he has. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that's not too in his head, but uh, Darren Waller, another just kind of frustrating game, eight and a half points in a PPR four and a half and a standard four for 45 for him. Just not great. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a flat cut. Josh Jacobs yep. and um, it's just Josh Jacobs really Jacobs. is yep. is all that we need here. So uh, not a lot to take away from a 29 point total game here. Yeah, pretty bad football. That's the best I could take away from there. And the Raiders will have a new head coach. Niners <laughs> at the Cardinals, 17 to 10 W. Disappointing in that regards, but the Cardinals went to five and zero. Oh. They did what it took to win. Uh, D Hop had his game. He got he got it on, and uh, that was good to see once again. But uh, the Niners, Trey Lance. A lot, some good with a lot of bad, in my opinion. Uh, Debo found the end zone, but it wasn't ideal. Like, just it was a, a not a great game from a, a build up confidence. And now that he's got a sprained knee and might miss a few weeks. So, who knows what's going on there for the Niners, but it does not look good to me. Yeah, it's one look and run for Trey Lance. He doesn't have much else. So, and you know, it's not necessarily his fault. Uh, this is what he did in college and it worked, you know, but. The NFL is a completely different animal. So if the team takes away the first look, you can't immediately go to run because they're just going to spy you every time. And that's exactly what happened. So he did have um, a decent rushing day with 89 yards. You know, he's definitely shifty. And as long as only 15, so he's ripping off big chunks there. But he was ripping off big chunks because you're setting up on third and 10 and uh, second and nine instead of, you know, uh, third and four three, you know, second and five, stuff like that. So uh, just ugly. And there's a Baltimore win. Just disgusting. Um, Anyway, Eli Mitchell getting all the carries over Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon saw two snaps in this game. I love that because I'm an Eli Mitchell guy. Uh, Debo continues to be productive even when the offense is garbage. Uh, On the Arizona side, really Rondell Moore and then designing plays specifically for Rondell Moore is what makes him a potential waiver wire ad or a cheaper DFS play. Still low on snaps, but when he comes into the ball game, you know the ball is heading towards him. So we like that. Yeah, no, it was, it was there. I still don't know if I can trust it yet because we've been here before, and then it just disappears for a few games. But I, I guess they got him for a reason. You got to hope they're going to use him. I think this was just a weird game because they really didn't need to push the envelope much because they knew that Lance wasn't going to kill them. So. I think it's kind of tempered expectations, take the W, move on to the next week type thing. Don't let's not get hurt this week, was what it felt like to me. Giants, Cowboys, talk about getting hurt. This was a game, folks. Dak did his thing. Zeke looked awesome. Pollard even got his on. Uh, you saw Lamb get some. You saw, you saw everybody get some for the Cowboys. The defense looked good. Obviously, 44 points. Flip side, you lost Daniel Jones to a concussion. He got lit up. You lost Saquon Barkley to an ankle sprain. They said today it didn't look as bad as it could have been. Still don't look good. Galladay re injured his knee. James, uh, you have Tony hitting people and headbutting people and getting ejected. It's a mess. Yeah, I mean Joe Judge, Joe Judge's crew is rough right now. You know, uh, and, and yeah, and then Jabril Cox bragging about knocking out Daniel Jones just not a good look. Um, it's going to be Booker. Until Saquon comes back, which could be two weeks, could be a month. So it is a low ankle sprain, which isn't something that's going to nag him like a high ankle sprain did Michael Thomas all year last year, but it's not fantastic. Um, Tony uh, had a huge week and probably needs to be picked up. I think that uh, they said he's not going to get suspended, but he is probably going to miss this week with an ankle injury. But uh, I think when he comes back, he's got to start over Slayton. I think he's better. He torched Diggs. And I know Diggs is having a great year and everything, but he's also leading the league in yards given up. So he's he plays the ball well, but he gets so many opportunities because he sucks. So, you know, um, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword there. No one else popping off for this team. I mean, we keep waiting for Evan Ingram to come around. Four for 55, is that coming around? Not, no, not really. On the Dallas side, Prescott is amazing. Uh, Zeke has been pounding the ball ever since week one. Pollard got 75 yards in there. CeeDee Lamb scored a touchdown. So just everything that you were possibly worried about with the Cowboys, they have shut you up. So, you know, uh, we're 
good. Everyone that was hitting the panic button on anyone for Dallas, not named Blake Jarwin, you're fine. Everyone's looking good. Yeah, they're going to be just fine. They're going to have a couple hiccups to long football season, but I think when it comes down to it, they're one of the better teams in the NFC, folks. So just buckle up and enjoy it. They're going to be very, very good. Bills at the Chiefs, Sunday night football. And Bogman, you picked the Bills. The Bills went into Arrowhead, and uh, this could be a who's your daddy moment too. They beat down the Chiefs. They looked great. They looked like the Chiefs out there. They were, you know, Allen was running around, looked like playground football to Dawson Knox. Their defense was ferocious. It looked awesome. They were kicking butt. Um, Kelsey leaves with a stinger, something to keep an eye on. But uh, Bills win 38 to 20 in Arrowhead. Big, big W. Yeah. And, you know, the, the old saying, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Daniel Sorensen is the weakest link oh, in Kansas man. City. Okay. Dude, sorry. The homie was getting torched. I mean, let me interrupt you real quick. So, you know, the meme with the different colors of uh, toast? Like, how do you like your toast? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it shows it started out with basically white toast to the burnt toast. On the burnt one, it said 49 Sorensen. <laughs> so I mean, good. he just got torched. Uh, yeah. Dawson Knox caught one over him. Uh, Sanders caught two over him. Uh, Diggs had his 61 yarder over him. And you just saw Tyran Matthew throw his arms up. Like, what are we supposed to do? Uh, so they need to maybe Juan Thornhill needs to get some more snaps. I don't know. But, uh, and he's a vet. Sorensen is, but I father time might be catching up to him. Josh Allen looked absolutely unstoppable 315 yards and three touchdowns plus led them in rushing with 59 and a score. Uh, you know, CEH going down obviously is going to be rough. Terrell Williams is going to be your number one pickup off of waivers this week. Um, love to see Nicole Hardman get 12 targets and nine catches. Good. That was uh really, really nice. Don't pick up Josh Gordon, guys. He had nine snaps. Why is he over 30% rostered? I don't understand this. So um, just ignore him until he gets real playing time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are um, – they're on the wrong side of it, and the defense looks bad. For, you know, they didn't they didn't have Chris Jones in this game. They didn't have Frank Clark in this game. So And CEH left with a big injury, too. Yeah, and by the way – how great does Greg Rousseau look? I mean, yeah. that dude looks like a, a rookie of the year candidate for sure. He got a sack, had that pick against Mahomes too. There's some huge plays from Greg Rousseau. Another guy that didn't play last year opted yeah, out. I, I tweeted out on Sunday night. I said, "How did this team lose the Steelers?" I guess you know, week one, you're not you're not locked in yet because these guys are just looked that so entire good defense was. Uh, I mean, the yeah. Steelers got a block punt. You know, oh yeah, and, no, it was it was kind of those fluky week one type games. Oh, I get absolutely. It. Like if they played right now, the so Bills good. would win by thirty. It wouldn't yeah. be close. They're a well-oiled machine right now. Like mm-hmm. literally, the Bills and the Browns might be the one and two seeds at the moment. <laughs> it's gonna get interesting. Gonna be interesting. What else is interesting? Like Monday night 90s. football. Yeah, I know you'll be so happy about that. Monday night football in the books. Ravens come back and beat the Colts 31-25. This is all Bogman's fault because he said when it was twenty-two to like six or whatever. <laughs> Oh, this game's over. The Colts are winning it. We can start recording early. And the Ravens come back and win in overtime. Mark Andrews went bananas. Um, you know, Lamar got the job done. Hollywood had a day. Wentz looked good. Jonathan Taylor looked good. Pittman looked good. It turned out to be good fantasy numbers in the end, but uh, not the result you were looking for, Bogman. No, this felt a lot like the Red River shootout, man. Like uh, the Colts got up big. PTSD over here. Yeah. Uh, 402 yards passing for Wentz and two touchdowns. Like, how do the Ravens keep scraping these games out, barely beating the Lions, you know, uh, barely beating the Colts at home on Monday night is just uh, surprising. But yeah, the Colts offense, like you said, did look good. They weirdly went to Mac again, but all the rushing was working. He had five carries for 47 yards, 9.4 clip for Marlon Mack. Trade him already. You know, um, Naheem Hines got involved, didn't have a catch, but looked pretty solid uh, running the ball which was great. And just, you know, Lamar throwing for 442 yards. Remember when people said Lamar can't pass 37 for 43 He had six incompletions on 43 yeah. passes, four touchdowns, no picks got sacked twice. Also led the team in rushing 14 for 62. Mark Andrews, like you said, with the enormous day, two touchdowns, Hollywood Brown, two touchdowns, Hollywood Brown. Has he, is this a complete redemption? From the Detroit game, he he yeah he's been great because uh, I I kind of been saying it on the DFS shows that's why two weeks ago he was like my sneaky guy because everyone was mad about the Detroit game <laughs> and he's like six percent only went nuts 
regardless of his performance, week in and week out, even last year, he still gets like five to seven targets. He's throwing the deep ball. The guy can take the, the top off of defense. And now he's doing it in the short passing game also. He's starting to come to like him and Lamar getting this little relationship going here. Yeah, uh, he. I think a big, big season's coming his way. Yeah, man, it's uh, it is uh, he just torches guys. He just breaks He's, their ankles. You remember who his uncle them. is, guys? Like he gets taught by the best. Yeah, A B. So yeah. like, come on, think, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, th- this was a fun game to watch for sure. I hate the result, um, specifically because Hollywood Brown went crazy at the end and also lost us a game in flex. So not happy about that, but. Um, yeah, man, this is, um, I, this is, I guess maybe what we expect from the Ravens. If their defense is going to be this bad, they're going to have to play comeback and put up a bunch of points. And that's what we're seeing out of Andrews. But, but this is another team, a lot like it's a lot like the Packers, right? You can start, uh, you can start Devante, you can start Aaron Rodgers, and you can start, uh, um, Aaron Jones for the Ravens. You can start Lamar. You can start Mark Andrews. You can start Marquise Brown. There's not a lot else that is going to be, you know, on a week to week basis. You can count on here, which is great for us. Fantasy people. Keep it simple. (laughs) Let's go. Like, I love it that way. Um, Let's talk some waiver wires before we head on out of here. After that 15 game breakdown for you with bye week starting up here in week six, we're going to need to get a little crazy out here. So looking at the, uh, the quarterback position, there's not a lot to love when it comes to streaming Bogman, but um, you know, Sam Darnold is still only 59% owned. Um, you got Kirk Cousins only he's 77. It's high, but man, I'd be sniping him up anywhere I could. Uh, Joe Burrow still only 80. I know these are high ownerships, but these guys need to be owned a lot more, in my opinion. Benjamin Roethlisberger against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday uh, Night Football is yeah, a good a matchup. It's a good matchup because Seattle secondary sucks. So uh, think about him moving yep. forward. So I'll throw him in there, and I like Mac Jones this week too. Um, New England plays Dallas. They should be down. He should be throwing the ball a lot. Yep, don't mind that at all. Uh, running back position, you know, you got Alex Collins at 37% going in there, maybe with no Chris Carson again. Um, I believe they said um, they should be getting uh, Rashad Penny back potentially, which could be interesting as well. <laughs> For how I know, I'm just saying that that could be interesting. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan's only 27%. We saw him get his on last the COVID week, even, list, though. Though, even though Mixon started. We'll see. Uh, Cleo Herbert's 19%, as you mentioned him earlier. Darrell Williams is the one I'm looking at, 18% yeah. for the Chiefs. If CEH is out, that could be interesting. There's a lot of guys out here, Bogman. Who else are you looking at? Yeah, Darrell Williams is the number one with CEH out, like a minimum of three weeks here. Uh, they're probably going to stick him on the IR. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, uh, Booker is the second with Saquon missing probably at least two weeks, maybe more than that. Uh, then after that, Kadarius – well, uh, we'll talk about Kadarius Tony, mm-hmm. but um, – uh, I think take a shot of McKinnon and, and Herbert as well. You mentioned Samaje's out there. McKissick is still under, uh, you know, 50% rostered. He didn't do much today, but we know he can go off at any point. So those are the guys I like. All right. You kind of hinted out at the wide receiver position. Um, as long as Fields is quarterback, Darnell Mooney is in play in, in deeper leagues. If you need him to, he's 45%. You know, you even mentioned McCole Hardman. He's only 43%. He's going to have some big weeks because they're going to keep throwing him the football. I believe that. Well, this defense is that bad. They're going to have to throw. Yeah. So you got Jamison Crowder there at 38%. Um, I'll I'll give you the floor for your your boy who's uh, very widely available still, at least least for the next like 24 hours. Yeah. Kadarius Tony, man. I mean, uh, you know, when, when I watch the film on Tony out of Florida, outside of the speed, which is just game breaking, like the dude can bust it open at any point, it was the motor. For me that that it was my motor you say huh super super high motor like just uh a guy that doesn't quit on any play gives us all when he's blocking even though he's not uh, not the best blocker but he will throw his body into it uh the dude just loves to play so uh definitely in there hunter renfro also a guy you can add um i like tim patrick under 50 percent rostered uh darnell mooney i think it's going to get better with fields he's still 45 percent and, you know, like I said before, throw a buck on Chris Conley and just see if this, you know, Davis Mills working with the second team, work with Chris Conley a lot in the preseason. Maybe this is a connection they like. You know, Bill Belichick likes to take the thing, your best option away. He took Cooks away, so they made it work with Conley and um, uh, Chris Moore. So uh, both those guys, I think, you know, maybe throw a buck on one and, and snap one up. Last one I want to mention, this is for you, Bogman. 
Amonra St. Brown looks like oh, he's getting yes. some love. That's your boy. I had to throw him out there. 3% rostered right now, especially with Cephas going down. He got a lot of love last week. And, and Hawkinson the, looking terrible. Yep. The last know? couple of weeks, he's been getting a lot of love, actually. So I think it's right. starting to shift in your direction. It is. It is. And I was, you know, I was so excited about him. But this is a guy uh, that I have dropped on so many teams. And I'm now going to have to go spend fab money to pick back up. So that's a little annoying. But look, we'll take it when it comes. So yeah. uh, we like come on St. Brown for sure. For sure. Let's go to the tight end position, which is just so much fun these days. Uh, you know, you got uh, Hooper had a touchdown. You got Ertz outplaying Goddard. Gerald Everett's back from the uh, COVID IL or whatever you want to call it. Um, it. It's But, you know, I guess the main ones you can look at, Dan Arnold is the dude in Jacksonville. He targets. And this is, yeah. you know, in such a short time. So I think his role can only expand. So I'm definitely in on Dan Arnold. And, and Ricky Seals-Jones still as long as Logan Thomas is out. And the one I'd say keep an eye on, I don't know if it's going to be an every week thing, but Donald Parham, Parham for the Chargers was getting red a zone. ton of targets this last week, especially in the it, red zone. Yeah, I mean, I think he's 6'8". Like, he's gigantic. So he's a huge red zone target. And also, it makes Jared Cook less valuable because he's yeah. not getting those red zone looks. Uh, but David Njoku went ham. He's not going to do that every week. I mean, the number one directive for the Browns is run the ball, not pass the ball. So I don't expect this to be something that's happening on a constant basis, but he did look good. But I think, like you said, Dan Arnold, my number one tight end pickup this week. For sure. But uh, that'll wrap us up, folks. Make sure if you get a rate and review on iTunes for the pre-snap podcast, we would truly appreciate it. Also, check out the, the pre-snap show on the Line Star YouTube channel if you want to watch it instead of just uh, – you might want to watch it. See what Bogman's new look is this week. <laughs> You're going to want to check People this out. People think I had a nervous breakdown after yes. the uh, – the the Saturday's red game. river shootout but um uh, i just my beard was itchy it had to go it's okay it's fun it's fun but um yeah check that out next week bye weeks we have more london so we'll be back with you guys on thursday with our picks and bets for week six and uh then some dfs main slate on friday but until then line stars on twitter at line star app and at line star nfl check out bogman at bogman sports i'm at pediatric we'll catch you guys later see ya Thanks for listening to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by LineStar App. Please like, comment, subscribe, and rate for good karma in your fantasy football.